Hello there, and welcome to the second episode of the Talking With Myself podcast. This episode will be continuing from the previous theme of cartoon shows, whereas the last episode talked about shows that got a continuation after a long period of time. This episode will focus on shows that should get a continuation despite the fact that it's been a long period of time. I'm not entirely sure how much longer I'll go on with this theme of cartoons. Maybe I'll get into the politics of cartoons eventually, but this is what we're doing for now, so I hope you enjoy. Now, obviously, if you go through a bunch of forums and threads, you'll see a lot of shows that people want to see continued, rebooted, or they'll just go on and on about fanfic theories and write their own little shtick because they're mad at how it ended. If so, these few shows have definitely come up a lot, and these are the shows I'll be talking about. It is Dexter's Laboratory, Danny Phantom, Kim Possible, and Kids Next Door. The first TV show I'm going to talk about on this episode is Danny Phantom. Danny Phantom originally aired on Nickelodeon early mid-2004, lasted for three seasons, and ended sometime mid-late 2006. The TV show premise was about a teenager whose parents were scientists that dealt with the paranormal, proving that ghosts are real, and they had somehow made a portal to access the ghost world, and in fiddling with this portal, Danny Fenton, his actual last name with an F and an E, goes in and he presses some switches and it gives him ghost powers and he becomes a superhero called Danny Phantom. This was a very interesting show at the time because it dealt with ghosts. It dealt with turning into a ghost and fighting other ghosts, which on the surface seems like a nice little concept for kids like oh hey he has ghost powers and he's fighting other ghosts but when you get deeper into it he's basically committing suicide and killing himself over and over again to go fight legitimate ghosts that are haunting buildings and wreaking havoc it's actually really fucking wild when you think about it the show obviously mostly follows danny fenton and his friends sam and tucker sam is just some random goth girl who's very knowledgeable and understanding of Danny's situation. They're all childhood friends. She's probably one of the first drips into the fixation of a big-tittied emo goth girl you see on the internet so much. So make of that whatever you will. And Tucker was just the nerd with glasses who was really good with computers and carried a PDA everywhere he went. He was the techno-hacker guy of the group, also, keep in mind, this was before the popularization of smartphones. Like, you bring the show back, actually keep the PDA. That'd be fucking hilarious, just for continuity's sake. He just walks around like, screw all your iPhones and Androids. My PDA gets the justice done. That'd actually be fucking hilarious. Of course, you had various side characters, like Danny's sister, who eventually learns of his secret identity as a superhero, the parents, Sam and Tucker's parents, and Vlad Masters, who you realize is a supervillain Vlad Plasmius. While this show did have a structured, well-written, finished ending, a lot of people want to see it continued for the sole fact that it'd be nice to see them in adulthood. If you remember the end of the series, a major event is happening, an asteroid is heading towards Earth made of some rare element called ectoranium, and nobody on the planet knows what to do with it. Nobody knows how to stop it from coming. To summarize the whole episode, 
Vlad Masters comes up with some plan, his fails, and then Danny comes up with a plan and his succeeds, resulting in him outing his secret identity to the world and also saving the world. And statues are put up. Tucker becomes the first mayor of the town that they live in. And they're all still teenagers. I mean, I don't know the age limit for holding a political office position, but whatever. I'll roll with it. It was cool. And that's it. His family, who throughout the series talks about their loathing of ghost, eventually comes to terms with the fact that their son is half ghost and they can totally accept that. Again, how do you totally accept that in order to save the world from paranormal activities, your son has to literally kill himself over and over again and come back to life. But whatever, you're scientists. Y'all probably found some way to deal with that shit internally. And the whole love love struggle between Danny and Sam is resolved and they become a couple. And that's it. That's the end. It's It's a perfect ending, but so much more could be done with it after the fact people want like a lot of the fans want to see them grow up and maybe be in college maybe be full-fledged adults maybe there's still ghosts running around and danny has to fight them but he's married to sam tucker probably owns some major company and works with the fentons danny's parents to just build more technology to help fight against ghosts like you could do a lot with that shit like a lot a lot Take, for example, that one special, Ultimate Enemy, where in the future it's found out that Danny Phantom turns evil after his family died in some freak accident, and he just controls both the human world and the ghost world, and he's just fucking shit up just to be an evil asshole. Like, they grow up, and then some weird alternate time comes around where the future Danny just comes back out of nowhere and tries to fuck shit up some more, and he teams up with current time ghost villains and it all turns into some wild shit like ultimate enemy was a pretty good special bring that back but bring it back in future episodes where all the teens are grown up and they're more equipped to fight this but the enemy has also gotten tougher along with aging the series you can get into more mature content more mature themes and get really dark with it again danny phantom basically kills himself in order to fight baddies you start up a new series or continue the series under a different name and he dies like he just dies somewhere but because he's danny phantom he doesn't normally die he just turns into a ghost but now he can't go back to human because he shed his mortal coil like that'd be some freaky shit to deal with like hey i'm going ghost forever like literally titled the title of the episode going ghost forever And it's just like, oh, what does that mean? And then you just kill his ass, and it's like, oh, fuck, I'm dead. But I'm a ghost, but I've always been a ghost. Like, like, you could do that. The creator of Danny Phantom, Butch Hartman, has teased social media with sketches of what Danny and Sam and Tucker would all look like if they were aged in college or maybe in a more adult life. Either Butch Hartman or other artists out there. But Butch Hartman has said a lot of good things about these drawings and these fan created content ideas so the creator is for it why it hasn't been done yet is beyond me i don't get much into the politics of animators and shit with their networks like cartoon network nickelodeon whatever it all gets really weird and crazy and like i'm I'm a fan too so i fucking hate it but that's definitely one show that has been on a lot of people's radar to continue not so much reboot, just continue, make the characters older, maybe give Danny and Sam a kid, maybe Tucker gets with Valerie, that one chick who 
was fighting Danny, and then they dated for a hot minute. That was weird, but I liked it. But yeah, there's, again, so many things you could do with Danny Phantom. Like, like Nickelodeon, get on that shit. The next show we're going to talk about is Dexter's Laboratory. Dexter's Laboratory was introduced with some pilot episodes in 1995, and then eventually the first season got approved and started in 1996, and the show lasted until 2002-2003. The plot of the show is a very simple one. A boy genius living in his house with his family, mom, dad, older sister, has a secret laboratory he has built hidden in the house, hiding his genius from his parents. His older sister, who is a teenager, knows about this and just fucks with him. Typical sibling antics, fights, getting in each other's business, just annoying the crap out of each other while he's building a laser or a cloning machine or a time machine or a spaceship. All in all, it's just Adventure after adventure of Dexter building something ridiculous and his sister Dee Dee fucking with him. Another, one of the famous things for Dexter's Laboratory is not just Dexter himself, but also the little side clips you saw in between the 15 minutes of the two episode parts that encapsulated a half hour. You had the monkey, Dexter's lab monkey, who was a secret agent superhero who would just fly out and just whoop ass and and fight world governments and then you had the bootleg avengers with that rip-off thor character who had the guitar the rip-off captain america who had the american flag as a cape and then you had rip-off hulk whose name if i'm not mistaken was literally hulk but purple i shit you not fun fact about dexter's laboratory is that the creator of dexter's lab is the same creator of samurai jack now, while Samurai Jack did not finish in a consistent time frame, Dexter's Laboratory technically did. The last episode that a lot of fans and the creator agree with is Last But Not Beast, which incorporated everything about every other episode. Dexter and his family and the side clips with the superpowered monkey and the bootleg Avengers. And then a year later after that TV show, that episode was aired in 1999, I believe, came out the movie Ego Trip, where Dexter travels into the future to fight Mandark, and then Didi ends up saving the world. It's all some weird shit. After the airing of that movie, the creator left the project to supposedly start working on Samurai Jack. Still, Cartoon Network saw how much of a cash cow this was, and found somebody else to write two more seasons in the early 2000s, which is not the best. They had some interesting highlight episodes, but a lot of people will say that the ending occurred with Last But Not Beast and the movie Ego Trip. Or maybe I'm just talking out my ass. Anyways, a lot of people don't really harp on this getting a continuation as they grow up, but I personally think it'd be interesting to see that just because it would be interesting to flip the premise on its head as they grow older. I don't know if anybody's ever, any of y'all have seen this episode of Robot Chicken. There's one funny skit that calls back to Dexter's Laboratory where he's trying to apply to MIT and he's not getting in because he hasn't done anything else besides just build shit. No extracurricular activities, no student council president, no volunteering, no nothing. Dexter sits there trying to justify with all the crazy shit he's done. Lasers, spaceships, time machines, robots, and they just deny him flat out. 
he takes revenge he shrinks mit and he's in his lab he has it in his fucking jar like a small handmade sailboat and then Didi comes in bragging saying she got accepted to mit yale and harvard because she's so well-rounded and dexter's just sitting there going what were the other two schools you got accepted to now that was just a skit on robot chicken but you could totally play with that continue this show fast forward to when they're adults and have dexter just be like a plumber or an electrician he has like a trade job but he still does his inventions and crazy wacky science shit on the side meanwhile Dee, Dee is probably at some super intellectual high-tech university grad school student because she grew up seeing her brother build all this wacky crazy shit and that might have influenced her as she started to get more serious about what she wanted to do in life you can even improve the sibling relationship with that as Dee, Dee just does scientific shit as a career. She, from time to time, asks Dexter for help. Even though he doesn't work in the field, he still clearly knows how to work with all the crazy techno crap because that's what he did when he was fucking eight years old, or however old he is in Dexter's laboratory. All right, moving on to the third TV show on the list, Codename Kids Next Door. Now, if you haven't watched Codename Kids Next Door at all, ever, then your childhood sucks. I don't know what to say. I feel bad for you, son. Kids Next Door is one of those weird shows that started by accident. Originally, it was in a pilot for a TV show called Kenny and the Chimp, which is about some crazy scientist and his assistant and his assistant chimp that just got into shit. And in one of the two pilot episodes, there's this group of kids that are just battling him for whatever reason. He's trying to do something. And apparently, in some focus group, voting poll, whatever... That one episode with all the kids just fighting the scientists blew up, and then they decided to just make a TV show out of these kids, and then Codename Kids Next Door was born. The pilot episodes were aired sometime in 1998, and then the actual series itself didn't kick off until 2002, and then it just lasted six seasons because it was fucking amazing. The purpose of the show was incredibly simple. A bunch of kids banded together and made an organization to fight adulthood and teenagers and any other type of villains they had. Such memorable villains like Father, the delightful children from down the lane, the Toilinator. Fucking love the Toilinator. The show focused on one particular group called Sector V that had a base in a giant-ass treehouse. And in Kids Next Door, nobody has a name. Well, they have names. But they called themselves by numbers, and this team had five members named one, two, three, four, five. Because, of course, they're fucking kids. They're not going to make it that complicated. Number one was the leader. Number two was the tech guy. Number three was just some happy go lucky kind of ditzy girl. Number four was the quote unquote badass. And number five was just. She was the one. She she was a badass, too. She was a legit badass. Where number four was just like, I'm throwing hands all day, every day. It don't matter. Whereas number five was just like, I'll throw hands, but let's get this shit done in a good way. The show had not that much of a main plot at first, but then it grew in a lot of subplots, like number five dealing with her internal family struggles, whereas her older sister will used to be one of the best members of the kids next door and then grew up to be a teenager, got decommissioned, but the fact that without having her memory wiped... You had number one dealing with issues involving his father trying to be more involved and him wanting to push him away. And then number one's girlfriend just being like a snotty little girlfriend. Also, all these kids are in fucking fourth grade, so I don't know why you have a girlfriend in fourth grade, but uh, more power to you, player. The will-they-won't-they love issue between number three and number four. 
And then number two, just wanted to build cool shit, eat a crap ton of chili dogs, and try to be a comedian even though nobody thought he was funny. It's a run-on joke that number two sucks at making jokes. What separates this TV show from the rest on the list is that even though it did have a well-put-together finished ending, there was a teaser for a continuation. The final episode of the series deemed Operation Interviews, which aired in 2008, had live voice live characters come in to symbolize the animated characters as they grew up and became elderly very old because the whole premise of the final episode is that there's some wild scavenger hunt that needs to happen in order to ascend to the high ranks of the kids next door organization sector five v sector v is being challenged by a new sector of the kids next door and they have to battle each other in order to show that they're still hot shit. And then they go through some stuff. They have to go to one of the main villain's father and steal his pot or pipe. He smokes out of a pipe. And yeah, once all that happens, you find out that there's something called Galactic Kids Next Door, which number one was recruited into. That's what this whole scavenger hunt thing was about to test. It was like a final test for number one to see if he can join the ranks of the Galactic Kids Next Door, helping kids throughout the galaxy. And it's a crazy premise because you're just introducing aliens. Like you're literally just introducing aliens. And that's what all the live action actors who are being interviewed are trying to talk about. Like this dude who you don't find out until the end is father recommissioned them, gave them back their memories so that he can find out where the fuck number one is because he wants to beat his ass. And yeah, that's it. It's just a huge teaser. Now, apparently there was the creator of kids next door wanted to continue with this cartoon network didn't greenlit it, even though he got approval like a petition was made three thousand people signed it and there's even some type of small pilot episode somewhere in youtube i don't know where the fuck it is i couldn't like i found it but yeah just google galactic kids next door you'll probably find that shit and it would just be interesting to bring back because the fans wanted it the creator wanted it almost everybody wanted it except the network so it's kind of odd that this didn't become a thing but maybe they'll bring it back later on. Maybe Cartoon Network will make their own weird streaming platform thingamajig, and then people will be like, hey, give us back the fucking kids next door. The final show we're going to talk about on this episode is Kim Possible. Again, Kim Possible is one of those shows where if you haven't watched it, sucks to suck. It was a really great show. Kim Possible first aired on Disney Channel in 2002, lasted four seasons, had two movies, I believe the finale counts as a movie, and then it just ended in 2007 because it was a complete story. Like, what else was there to add on at the time? There's a plethora of videos out on YouTube that go more in-depth into everything about the story, so I'm going to just give like a brief synopsis. Kim Possible was a TV show about this teenage girl who was a cheerleader. Her parents were a rocket scientist and a neurosurgeon. She had a younger twin brother and a best friend named Ron Stoppable, who was a total klutz whose father was an actuary accountant, I believe, and whose mother worked at maybe a pet shop. You don't see a lot of his mom. Like, Ron's mom is, like, rarely in the picture. Anyways, they go out, they fight bad guys, like evil mad scientists, supervillains, rich assholes, etc. Like a fucking kung fu mystical monkey demon. <laughs> but yeah, that's not where the real conflict came from. The real conflict came from this person who was literally a badass struggling with high school shit 
prom, grades, driver's ed, social groups, bullies. It it was interesting for the time, whereas a female main character who basically was an unstoppable Amazon and the hardest thing she had to deal with was a fucking midterm exam or saving up money to pay for a new like purse or some shit. Now the series finale goes about when there's like an actual alien invasion because aliens, I don't fucking know. I think like every show between 2000 and 2010 had to end with aliens in some way, shape or form. And the main recurring villain, Dr. Draken, and his sidekick, Shigo, who is also another incarnation archetype of the emo, big-titted goth girl, they become good, finally, and they help out to fight these aliens, and Ron becomes, like, a fucking mystical monkey kung fu god, because, shout out to my boy Ron, like, put some respect on that man's name. And then they win, and then it's all good, and then they, like, get ready for college and shit. Now, something that could be done with continuing the series is that you don't really delve into the adult life of Kim Possible and Ron Stoppable. You delve into the lives of their younger siblings. If you remember correctly, Kim's younger siblings were twins that were basically super geniuses that kept fucking around with their dad's technology. Actually, later on in the series, I think it was in the final season, they got accepted into the same high school that Kim goes to, even though they're barely middle school age because they're so freaking smart. And then you have Ron Stoppable who adopt whose family adopts a little girl who happens to be the forecoming embodiment of some ancient kung fu prophecy. And she's literally just a god that can run up walls and just kick people's asses at the age of two. Maybe one. I don't know how old that kid is. But she yeah, she's a fucking god. Like an actual god, which is crazy. So just delve into their lives. It's it can be done so easily. Like like look at this. The twins, they go into college and they're at high school age. So now they have to deal with the struggles of being in grad school while still going through puberty. And you can have the dot via Ron's sister go into the same university on a scholarship for an exchange program, whatever, because she whooped ass and got in through some martial arts academy. Disney, if you put this on Disney Plus, you don't give me my royalties. I will come for that ass. But there's that's an easy way to do about it. Focus on the younger siblings. Focus on their issues. How they can just literally do anything. Come up with any wacky technology. Fight any idiot who thinks they're a badass. But they still got to struggle with finals and extracurricular activities and what they want to do with the rest of their actual lives as adults. I shit you not when I say I will throw down a whole two-year subscription on Disney Plus for a redone, revamp, reboot, whatever of Kim, Possible, and Ron Stoppel that focus on the younger siblings. Do not reboot Kim and Ron. We know their story already. Don't do anything else with it. Do not fuck that shit up. That is a glorious piece of my childhood that I do not want anybody defiling. But yeah, this marks the end of the second episode of the Talking With Myself podcast. If you enjoy this content or if you have some criticisms you want to say, please comment them, like, subscribe, wherever you found this, YouTube, Spotify, whatever. I appreciate you listening and I appreciate you contributing any type of positive or negative feedback. Thank you for your time. Have a great day.